Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. <laughs> well, there was an absolutely bizarre incident that took place last week at a high school baseball playoff game. It was first reported in all sorts of Twitter feeds, and a number of you made sure that I was indeed aware of it. Why? Because this incident represented a new low in the world of sports parenting. In short, at Briarcliff High School in Westchester County, right before the start of a baseball game between Briarcliff and Irvington, a small plane flew overhead for several minutes with a banner trailing behind it, and the banner read, Fire, Schrader, and Kowalczyk. Now, as you might have surmised, John Schrader is the head baseball coach at Briarcliff High School, and Walter Kowalczyk is the assistant coach. Now, this act of renting a plane to publicly and blatantly suggest that two high school coaches be fired is, if nothing else, deeply embarrassing to the people who live in that particular community, I mean, that is, instead of the focus being on how the team, the Briarcliff team, is having a great season, one parent has selfishly pushed all that off to the side in order to make his or her point known about her own, or his, in this case it was a woman, her own kid. And that, of course, is just not right, especially if you don't have the courage to step forward and identify yourself and to explain why you feel these coaches should be dismissed. I mean, beyond that, it's obviously it's all about my kid, not the team. Now, the hard reality is that it's just another progressive step in the increasingly acrimonious friction between sports parents and coaches. And even worse, there's no sense that this kind of alienation is going to ever decrease. In short, as we know it, again these days, and it comes to sports parenting, it's all about my kid, not the team or the team's success, my kid comes first. Now, obviously, I want to get your thoughts about this case of extreme sports parenting this morning at one 337 6666 That is, of course, brought to you by Mohegan Sun. Unlimited possibilities await you at Mohegan Sun. Plan your stay at mohegansun.com. Now, from the details that are beginning to come forth, as far as I have heard, no one has officially stepped up yet and taken responsibility for paying for this flyover. According to various media reports, the aviation company which owns the plane, uh, they say a woman, presumably a sports parent from from Briarcliff, paid uh, $1,250 to have the banner flown over the high school field for 15 minutes. Uh, what's more, even more amazing to me is that the aviation company said that they get requests like this routinely 
But if that's true, how come we haven't heard about other similar incidents? In any event, Briarcliff had a great, great season this year. Uh, they just lost yesterday uh, in the uh, sectional championship. But on that particular day when the flyover took place, they were playing uh, Irvington High School, and they defeated Irvington fairly uh, easily. All this being said, we all know that even when a team is having a great, great successful year, there are still parents who are disgruntled. That is, they feel their kid is not getting enough playing time or they're not playing the right position or they feel the coaching staff is only playing their favorites or whatever the reason may be, the parents then point to the coaches as the reason why their kid is not getting a fair shake. The aftermath of this incident is the people in Briarcliff are saying that this embarrassing experience has actually brought the team and the coaching staff closer together. I sure hope so. In fact, uh, in the next after the game, which this incident took place, in the very next playoff game, another plane flew overhead with a different kind of banner. But this one was encouraging the Briarcliff team and the coaches. This one was done uh, in reaction to the first flyover, and that one was paid apparently by the school or the parents, and basically that, that banner praised the coaches and praised the team. Now, chances are that the sports parent, the, the, the sports mom, I presume, who paid for that first flyover will eventually be revealed. I mean, most of all, in all this, I feel for her son because if he's on that Briarcliff team, as I'm sure he is, he'll be embarrassed to death. I mean, from the kid's perspective, as the old, old saying goes, you can't pick your parents. And if the parent is eventually revealed, if you're the athletic director or you're the superintendent of the school district or the coach, what do you say to this athlete, if anything? What do you say to the parent? Now, a lot of people have suggested to me that the mom should have taken that 1250 and instead of paying for an embarrassing flyover, she should give it to charity or give it to the school to help in other sort of fundraising situations rather than use it to voice her personal frustrations. So what happens next? Well, I'm interested to get your thoughts. one 337 6666 Let's start our conversation on this gloomy Sunday morning with our friend Ed over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. I wish I had that $1,200 because I just flew back from Orono, Maine to, with, for the, watch the America East tournament, yep. which would have paid for my flight, my <laughs> hotel, and uh, my rental car. I wish <laughs> I had that money. But before I talk about that, I just want to congratulate Hartford University. My nephew plays there. They ah. won the America East Conference Tournament. Great. The first ever, uh, they won the regular season championship. They won the conference tournament. And then they'll find out tomorrow where they're going for the first NCAA tournament appearance in Division One. Outstanding. Good for him. Yes, Great. it was. But it's getting crazy with parents right now, Rick, with no matter what they do. I'm going to share a story as a high school baseball umpire. I umpired a, a county tournament game in, in a county in New Jersey. Yeah. So after a game, a parent comes up to me and, and was like, question me. I said, sir, I don't talk to parents. Parents. So the guy says, I'm going to get your license, you know, get you revoked from uh, umping and all that stuff. And I've never had this as an umpire in 38 years. So what I did was I called the AD at the school. She called me back. She responded. Here's what she did. This kid's a, a returning player at the high school. She suspended the parent. Or the parent, I should say, 10 games for the rest of this season and whatever for next season. Uh-huh. And if the parent shows up to a game in that 10, in that 10 game cycle, her son, the son will be removed from the team. Ooh. It's getting crazy, Rick, with all these parents. 
they they just think they could they could do it and say whatever they want. Well, you know, Ed, you mentioned that again. Uh, you know, the, the parents either they don't understand uh, the protocol, or they never were never played the sport themselves, or whatever is lacking in terms of their knowledge. But for a parent to go up to a, an umpire after a game and to say, "Okay, I want to make sure you never work a game in this in this county ever again," or whatever, I mean that that's just bizarre, and it, and it's just out of control. And it's never happened to me in my 38 years as a high school umpire. So it's like, it's getting crazy. And, you know, and like, like, for example, I start our travel baseball season where I'm coaching at. I have a player meeting with the parents on Tuesday, and they're going to know everything about it, and this is the way it's going to be done. Because yeah. once they know and you show that you mean business, the parents will back off. If they catch, and I know I've said this other times when I've been on your show, yeah. if they catch you're, you're a weak fish, they're going to attack you. Maybe so. I mean, I, I just I said, and, and Ed, thank you for sharing that story this morning. Have a great day and enjoy your Memorial Day, Rick. You, you too, Ed. You know, I, 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 it's maybe possible that, as Ed says, that once you, once you really outline and make it clear to the parents that you're not kidding around, then maybe they'll back off. But it, we still wonder why we've gotten to that point. Why don't parents understand this instinctively? Why do they, not, why do they try to push all the buttons to, to get their point across? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to let's go to John up in Westchester County. John, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Uh, so, yeah, I live in Westchester County. I don't live in Briarcliff, yep. but uh, just to let you know, Briarcliff is basically like a uh, like a Scarsdale. So it's very wealthy people yep. who throw their money around. And you said it was like twelve fifty for the flyby. That's nothing, you know. They would pay that every single game. They thought that made a difference, and they think their money means everything. So the the parent who did this. You know, there's no way they feel embarrassed by this. They probably feel, you know, that they'll do it again if they can. Well, I, I don't know about that, John, and I agree with you. Uh, I know Briarcliff uh, is a, a relatively small community and tends to be affluent, but there are a lot of affluent towns uh, all over Westchester or the tri-state area. But you don't see other parents uh, who have the, the means or resources uh, to, to pay for this. It's just, and again, we don't know because the, the, the sports parent who paid for this and did this, we don't know. Uh, you know what her motivation was, or what what got her to the point that she feels that her son somehow was being uh, uh, I don't know taken advantage of, or cheated, or or shafted by the coaching staff. The team had a great season. We don't know we don't know the reasons why, and that also concerns me that the, you know the lack of courage uh, not to step forward. I mean, it just it, the whole thing is just I mean to me it's embarrassing to to everybody involved. As simple as that. Well, this seems to be the thing going around in Westchester County. You guys, have, you know. All the Scarsdale coaches getting fired. Yeah. Now you have this. I mean, what's next? I mean, it's, well, it's getting I, out of control I, in this county. I, I, I hear you, John. I, I, I assume what's going to happen, and again, you're referring to all the exit of, of, uh, of varsity coaches recently at Scarsdale High School. Uh, this all sort of plays into the, the, the theme we've been talking about in the show for several weeks now, the, the rise of, of travel and club teams. You're just going to see more and more uh, kids – uh, or the parents are going to take their kids and put them on club teams outside of the school district because they feel there they have a more direct line because they're paying they're paying these coaches and these club programs about their kids uh, and taking care of their kids. You're just going to have a situation where you see more and more of these the 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 kids and the parents are going outside the school to play somewhere else. And I think that's a trend not just around here, but it's a trend on on a national basis. And I think this is only this kind of stuff with these flyovers. It's just going to accelerate that that pattern even more, and and um, yeah, it, it's just it's really a lose lose 
in every way possible. John, th- thanks for the call. You know, and that's that's what we're talking about here. You know, once all we get through the the aftermath of what's happening here with these high school coaches um, and and being embarrassed like this, now the question becomes one: Okay, what is going to happen next? And I do think the club teams are going to take place. All right, but let me let me take a, a break here because the next question I have for you about this incident after Briarcliff is: Are there ways that high school coaches can fight back? I mean, they just have to sit there and take it from the parents who basically pay money to have a flyover, uh, to have them these coaches dismissed. Is Do the coaches have any sort of way to, to basically get back at these parents? And I want to share with you in a little detail about one coach from upstate New York who actually had the gumption to sue uh, some sports parents in his town. Uh, and uh, I want to tell you what happened there. one 337 6666 is our number. Mike McCann has your update this morning. When I come back, we'll take more of your calls. And back here on the Sports Edge, I'm talking this morning about that banner that flew over the Briarcliff High School baseball game last week. And the banner urged the firing of the team's head coach and his assistant coach. Now, of course, if the, the sports parent who paid for this, this, she wanted publicity. Well, she certainly accomplished her goal, except that it's all been negative publicity. And I'm, and even I'm asking you, what happens next? Uh, are there other ways that coaches can defend themselves and fight back against uh, unruly and and uh, un- meddling parents? And I'm taking your calls and opinions at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's go to our friend Jack over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How are you? Good, Jack. How are you doing? Happy holidays to you and your family. And to you as well, Jack. This is this is a new low. I mean, have you ever heard something like this? <laughs> well, come on. You and I had talked on the phone uh, a while back, and um, I told you the story about my the, the death threat. I had a death threat parent um, that actually cut out letters from a, a newspaper, sent them to my school. I was called in. By the principal, I got there. There was a detective from town, and they said, and I thought it was a joke. I laughed at it. Well, about three days later, I got another letter threatening me and my family to death. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was escorted every day to practice by a policeman. As soon as I got to school, he'd escort me to practice. He'd go and take me back. I thought that was bad. This is worse. It's worse. It really is worse. I mean, I dealt with the thing and talking about how can coaches you know, get back, or what can they do? Can they fight? You know, at that particular point, I had the opportunity to put this gentleman in, in jail, and I decided not to. It would have been too much of an embarrassment to his daughter, who never complained about anything. Mm-hmm. So this is just, I mean, first of all, did this mother or this parent mother have the have the gall to let her 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 son know that she was going to do this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I would disown my mother. I would have disowned her on the spot. If I ever did this to my son, Zach or Alex, who were, who were ball players, and Zach went, you know, very far in baseball, I think they'd, I think they'd send death threats to me. I mean, come on. <laughs> Jack, it's I have to tell you, it, it's uh, all these questions you ask are good ones. I mean, the, the, oh, the, my God. I mean, the first yeah. thing is, yeah, I mean, first of all, nobody has stepped forward and had, had the guts to say, yeah, I did this. Right. And, and if you're the coach, uh, and you're you're coaching in, in a sectional playoff game. And you look up in the sky and you oh see a God. you see a sign that says "Fire Schrader and Kowalczyk." And you're John Schrader. You're the head coach of Briarcliff, 
I mean, the first thing you think, what uh, the heck is going on? And then you're thinking, what? what what parent on this team has a kid on my uh, as a son on my team who would do something like this? Then you say, well, the parents in the stands are saying, why, why would they? Who wants to get the coach fired? The team is like 19 and three at that point. Why would you? I mean, it just goes on and on, and the coach has no way to defend himself because nope, it's just well, like why? What 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 did I do wrong? Well, in this situation, you're absolutely right. I mean, she has freedom of speech. She chose to do it. Probably she thought at the right time, you know, and, you know, she wasn't employed by anybody like with, you know, the kneeling in football that an employee can say, no, you don't do it, you know. But the point is, is that, was there, you know, I'm, I'm curious whether there was another incident. And even if there was another incident, this is not the approach. Think about her son. Didn't she ever think well, about that? Um, I mean, as you mentioned before, when you had this, 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 uh, these couple of letters, death threats. Oh um, my God! And you was... find out who it was, and 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 his his daughter never complained at all to you. And I and I confronted him. I confront, you know, the funny thing about it, the story goes on. After the policeman, you know, they, an, an under, uh, an, a detective got on the truck of a uh, recycling truck, went to their house, picked up their newspapers, brought them back to the police station, and all the letters were cut out. Yeah. Because I kind of I kind of sensed who it was, you know, because he had voiced his opinion before. He tried to he tried to get a posse together to have me fired, and and that didn't work. Nobody jumped on board with him, so that was this was his last resort. But I confront. I was walking a dog one night, and he was following me in the dark with his truck. And I stopped. I put the dog leash onto a uh, fire hydrant, turned around, and walked back at the truck. He couldn't go anywhere. He couldn't back up or anything. So he stopped. I knocked on the window and I said, "It stops right now, or you're going to jail." I told her to do it. Wow! Looked at me. Never heard again from him. Never heard again from him. Now that that takes Jack. That takes some extraordinary uh, well, sense of personal fortitude. But you know, that's 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 where I mean, you, you had a chance at least to confront your your accuser, exactly. and he backed off. Uh, well, this I feel for these coaches. You know, it's coach, coaching. People don't understand how hard coaching is. No, I, mean, I, they I really I, don't. I am this. I agreed. Agreed. And and Jack, let me get some other calls here. But thank you as always no for your call. Appreciate the story, you know. And and Jack is a longtime athletic director and obviously a coach over in New Jersey. And this is like we're talking about. I mean, here his story is just uh, it's hair raising. I mentioned before the break there was a, a case, another case of, of a high school coach who fought back. This happened uh, a few years ago uh, in upstate New York, outside Rochester. Uh, there's a long time a high school coach named Mark Storm in a small uh, public school district, again, outside Rochester. He was let go after 30 years of coaching uh, basketball and baseball and other sports at the school. Uh, Some parents had sent apparently a letter to the local school board saying that uh, Coach Storm was a bully, that he broke promises to some of his players, that he was verbally abusive, and that he had a drinking problem. Well, confronted with this, this this list of complaints, the school board decided to let the coach go after 30 years of, of loyal service. But for the coach, Storm, you know, this was the last straw. He was ha- angry at all these complaints, and especially the accusation that he had problems with alcohol. So he decided to hire a lawyer, and he fought back. He filed a defamation lawsuit against the parents who had written this letter. And just last month, uh, he agreed to a $50,000 settlement. He had originally asked in his lawsuit for $150,000, but his point was made. The parents who wrote the the nasty letter have to pay him $50,000. 
Not the first time, by the way, a coach has used the legal system. Back in uh, 2005, a high school baseball coach in California, he won $700,000 in a slander case when a parent accused the coach of ruining his kid's chances of becoming a college or pro player. And that kid, by the way, eventually tried out as a walk-on at the University of San Diego and was cut. Now, I'm not necessarily advocating that coaches need to start hiring lawyers, but I do think we're at a point where we can certainly understand why high school coaches feel they have to have a, they have a right to defend themselves and their reputation. I mean, sure, getting a, a hiring a lawyer takes time and effort and money uh, to file a lawsuit, but I do sense this may be where we are headed as more and more coaches say, enough of the, the meddling parents, I, I got to defend myself. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ray up in Connecticut. Ray, good morning. You're on the fan. Rick, good morning, sir. How are you? Good. How are you, Ray? I'm well, thank you, and uh, uh, happy Memorial Day, and, and and gratitude to all of those who de- who have defended our country. And it, Ab- it seems that uh, there's a bit of a a, a a war going on up in uh, Briarcliff, but yeah. I think that the underlying issue here is that, um, firstly, we have a parent who is living vicariously through their child. Yep. Um, Secondly, uh, this is a multi-generational issue because I don't know about you, I don't know whether you have children, but uh, children do not like their parents to defend them publicly uh, from about the 7th to the 8th grade on. Correct. So, So as a result, this child... Um, is is who will ultimately be identified. Uh, this parent has, has has successfully accomplished making that child a pariah. That's correct. And 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 that's just flat out flat out a wrong wrong thing to do. Um, and uh, I would argue that um, I I think that defending yourself as as a coach is completely understandable and completely justified. But in the interim, I would suggest that this is a teachable moment. This is a, an opportunity for the school system, for the coaching system, the, the coaches within that community to say, this is, this is how you don't act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this is how you don't well, act. Because if, if somebody doesn't do this for this child, guess what? They're going to be likely inclined to repeat the behavior 25 years out. Well, Ray, let me focus for a second, and I and I mentioned this early on. The, the at, after all the 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 fanfare and negative publicity about this this parent who did this, the fact is, if that kid, if that son is still on the baseball team or still goes to school there, as you said, ultimately uh, it'll come out what 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 sports parent you know who paid for this and who did this, and again, it'll all be focused now on the boy. Now, of course, well, and, and and you do know what I mean. I I know that you're making the correlation, and I, I'm not I'm not disputing the correlation that you're making. That this is getting people to go to travel sports teams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, but I'm. But what, well, what likely is going to happen? And I mean, again, I don't know whether you have children, but I guarantee you that children do not like to leave their high school to go to no other school. This child is probably going to go be going to a private school. Well, I was going to say, and by the way, just for the record, my wife and I have three kids. Uh, I, I didn't mean to be. I, I didn't mean it that way. I no, 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 no. I, I hear what you're saying, but I agree with you, Ray. That if the kid is still in Briarcliff, what is now, and it's a small school district, what's going to happen now? Either the kid is going to be ostracized entirely by his uh, friends 
Uh, yes, and 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 and, 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 and and thank you, mom and dad. Yeah, exactly. If the kid says, "Well, the parents are gonna say, well, now the time has come for you to go to to another school, uh, or we're just gonna move, or whatever," because because it, it's gonna be very difficult for this kid to have to somehow well, yeah, defend his parents. Listen, his 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 parents or parents have completely imploded his relation his his relationships with his, his new tribe. Yeah, okay? it's, and, and, and it's like, hello, I mean, do you not understand that adolescence is about individuation or what? Well, here, Ray, I'm telling you, the way this thing, the impact of this, this uh, moment, this parent says, well, I'm going to get back at this, uh, these two coaches, is going to, it's like a bomb going off and the ripple effect, the shrapnel that is, is going to affect can the, I, can the I Can kid. I make a Captain Obvious observation? Sure. The first thing that it is a parent to do is to tell your teach your children that you love them unconditionally. The first four letter word that you teach your children is love. Okay. The second four letter word that you teach your children to do is to cope. And this parent is is teaching incredibly bad anti coping mechanisms to their child by their behavior. Yeah, well, and let us make no mistake about it. Well, okay? again, it, 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 Ray, let me let me uh, and thank you for your 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 insights. But yeah, I agree with you. The, the the thing is, we don't know all the background. We don't know the details. We don't because the parent has not come forth and explained, you know, why she did this or why she felt compelled. To, to to engage in such an act of uh, of uh, bizarre sports parenting, we don't know what's going on. We don't know if the kid's still in the school. We don't know if the kid's on the team. We don't know what what caused her to do this. Obviously, she felt that her son was wrong in some way, uh, but we don't know all the details. And, and we, again, we don't know if the kid, for that matter, is still there or, or in a different school district or is transferring out. We just don't know any of this stuff. Uh, or the kid's a senior. Maybe the kid is graduating in a few weeks. But again, I'm sure within the, the small community of Briarcliff, I'm sure that, that the people know who it was and, and why you know she did this. It doesn't make it right. And the fact of the matter is it, it just leaves such an embarrassing kind of uh, taste in everybody's uh, mouth because what, this is horrible. I mean, now instead of celebrating a great year by the high school baseball team and a great job by the coaches, uh, now this is going to be the year they remember Briarcliff or the flyover, and that's just not the way it should be. It's a, it's a and back here on the sports set. Geez, what an amazing story uh, in sports uh, with the Stanley Cup and the and the Vegas Golden Knights, an expansion team now playing for the league championship in their very first year. That is extraordinary, an amazing story. All right, we're and don't forget nine o'clock this morning. Ed Randall will be here. He won't be talking hockey. He'll be talking baseball at, at nine this morning. And as always, I invite you to check out uh, my website and my blog at askcoachwolf.com. And of course, uh, I mentioned uh, all the time, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed. Don't forget to pick up your copy either in paperback or you can buy it as an ebook as well. Right now, I'm discussing that banner that flew over a Briarcliff High School baseball game last week and, and how you know high school coaches are trying to defend themselves uh, from, from meddling parents. Uh, in some cases, a par- the, the coaches are, are filing lawsuits, and I'm taking your calls at one 337 66 Let's go to AJ in Colonia. AJ, good morning. You're on the fan. 
Good morning. Listen, I, I hope you can just give me a couple of minutes because I'm going to give you some ideas here, and hopefully some coaches are listening. Now, especially when the children are young, say in T-ball, where you still don't have, you know, uh, official rules and things like that, if you get a parent who's a little belligerent, uh, what you do is you approach the parent with the kid, and then you say, I'd l- let's go out for some pizza. What do you think, Johnny? Oh, we'll get some ice cream. Yeah, yeah. You go there, you sit. Well, you got to start young. You sit with the parent, and then you, you empathize with them, and then you tell them your own life stories as far as when and how you were disappointed, not only in sports, but in life. And you've got to be self-deprecating. You've got to make it funny. If I was there on the field and I saw that banner going across, I would have immediately been self-deprecating. Go, hey, hey, who is that guy? we got to get rid of that coach. Or I would have a stand-up routine similar to Abbott and Costello would stand in front of the parents and have a conversation with me. Hey, coach, listen, you got to go. Well, why? Because you've got bad breath. You know, and you've got to, you, you, everyone is so uptight, you've got to do this. And, and you can even get the parent involved. Say, listen, I understand where you're going. Can you help me out with something when you're sitting in the stands? Can you keep score for me and I'll teach you how to do it? Uh, and another thing, too, is you can, um, you know, you can actually, especially in T-ball, say for the kid just can't hit, you know, and he just, he's just not an athlete. Turn him into a designated runner. And then at one time per inning, you let the kid, uh, say a kid gets a base hit or a walk, and, you know, just once per inning, and of course you don't have it with the same kid who gets on base, have the kid be the designated runner. And then have everyone in the, in the, in the, in the crowd clap and have your well, teammates support him. Let me stop you there. I mean, uh, we're talking about T-ball. I mean, this is a high school playoff game. Big difference. And I know what you're saying. Well, sure it is, but you can still be self-deprecating. Yeah, and you but, could still approach the parent and say, look, let's yeah. go have some pizza. I want, and then you approach them and say, look, I really <laughs> wait, want. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let me stop you there, AJ. Okay. And, and thank, thank you for the call. I mean, I understand, you know, I've been doing the show for a long time. I understand about, you know, the, 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 how parents and coaches can find better ways to be, you know, to put a smile on their face and, and to get kids more involved and to make, get rid of some of the tension. But and I wasn't at this. Uh, I wasn't at the Briarcliff High School uh, game. Um, and and the fact is, I don't know what the reaction was from the coaching staff or from the community or the parents. But I imagine if I'm the coach in, in front of a playoff game, uh, I'm more focused on my kids and making sure the game gets off in the right way and so on and so forth. I don't know what what the coach's reaction. From what I can tell, he hasn't had a reaction at least publicly to this flyover. But certainly, I mean, it's just bizarre. And and and. Uh, uh, I'm sad. Imagine the coach just looked up at the sky and saw this and scratched his head. Said, "Why would somebody do that uh, when we're in a, in a, having a great year here? Uh, there's always going to be disgruntled players on a team because obviously they don't get enough playing time. Or at least they feel they're not getting enough playing time. But we don't. Again, we don't know all the reasons why this took place, and it's difficult and probably unwise to speculate. But it sure is very, very, very curious." Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Rich in Louisville, Kentucky. Rich, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Coach. Hey, listen, this is near and dear to my heart. I've I've been blessed with two daughters. Uh, I've been around their high school program for nine years. My mm-hmm. my oldest daughter played softball for them um, all four years, and she's a senior now in college. And my middle daughter just is about to graduate the same high school. And I had a, the great pro- privilege of seeing them both play on the same team for a couple of years. So it was awesome. Yep. What's happening, what's happening right now and on their high school softball team is there's two junior 
players on the team that I watched grow up in middle school and watched grow up on as a freshman and as a sophomore, and they were juniors this year. And um, three freshmen came on board the high school team, and they were our starting outfield. And the, the junior parents said, well, what's going on? And I had one of the moms say, well, shouldn't she start over those girls? She's been on the team longer. And I had to look at her as sort of a tenured parent and say, this isn't an entitlement sport. The coach fields the top nine. Well, sure enough, Rick, right before our playoff game, those two sets of parents went to the school accusing the coach of all sorts of things with funding and all that stuff. And I, I, it just, it's just, to me, it's, it's frustrating because, you know, you try to build a family as a parent of uh, that's been around the program for nine years. You try to build that level of trust. You try to you try to create that you know the environment that says, hey, if you're good, you're going to play. But if you're not, you got to manage your kids' expectations, and it's fr- it's just frustrating. It oh, really is, and, and we might lose a pretty good coach because of it because well, I, he's just he's fed up. Rich, he's I think up. that's that's what you can expect to take place. I mean, what happens in these kind of situations, and as you said. And you're calling from from Louisville. This happens all over the country. Uh, I, I get yeah. reports every week about these kind of situations, and and it's just the coaches say, you know, I put my heart and soul in, into building this program. I've tried to been, I try to be equitable. I try to evaluate the the kids objectively. But the varsity level, the best kids play because it's not t-ball. It, it, it's not middle school. This is the, the pinnacle for most kids in sports at the varsity level. And all of a sudden, if a parent doesn't see it that way or says, well, that's not fair, or, uh, my kid's a junior and, uh, you know, she's paid her dues and why is the coach playing freshman ahead of her? I mean, it just – and the parents retaliate by, by, you know, saying nasty things and making complaints to the school board or the AD. The coach is going to say, you know what? I'm not. If they don't want me here, I'll go someplace else. I'll go to a different program, or I'll go uh, and, and work on a club team. But that's what happens. And this kind of situation where a parent says, "Well, I'm going to publicly humiliate these coaches by doing a paying for a plane to fly over the banner." I mean, yeah. come on. I mean, what, don't, it's just bizarre. What, What's really amazing to me, Coach, is that, and again, I'm no master talent evaluator, but with these two juniors, you can tell they're, I can tell. And I said to my wife, do parents, do parents really have these rose-colored glasses? Yes. These two, <laughs> these two kids clearly aren't as talented as these three freshmen that just came on the team. How come as a parent? They can't see it. Because, I, I they, because we all look at our own children, understandably, as, as being you know, the, the center of our universe. And they also realize that, uh, look, we all think our kids are, are better looking or taller or smarter, whatever you want to say about them. That's how we see our children. And we can't understand why the coaches uh, you know, objectively don't see it the same way. It's just the way human nature is. The problem is, you know, a generation ago— the parents who, who had these rose-colored glasses on about their kids, they, they may have had these thoughts. I'm sure they did, but they didn't voice them, and they sure didn't complain about it to the, the, the high school principal or athletic director. They just sat on it and said, well, we got to trust the coach to do the right thing. And now that's all gone. That's all been washed away. And parents say things because they feel like they're entitled, as simple as that. Yeah. Rich, yeah. i, I got to take a break, but, but thank you for calling in because yep. that's exactly what we're talking about here. Yep. Thanks, Coach. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, Rich. And that's exactly, as I said, what we're talking about. Parents have lost this this ability, this 
I don't know if you want to call it a filter, a superego, a sense of internal discipline. You just can't do these things because it's only going to backfire not only on yourself, but even worse, it's going to backfire on your children. And that's what sort of, they, they become the real victims here, and they're sort of lost in all the shuffle. All right, let me take a pause. I'll be back with more. Big Wolf. Sports Radio 66 uh, Just one more final note. You know, I mentioned a few minutes ago about that coach from upstate New York who uh, decided to sue the parents uh, who, who, who basically had written a very uh, unflattering, nasty letter making accusations that were baseless about the coach. Uh, he sued the parents and won $50,000 in a settlement case. Uh, along the way, he came up, <laughs> this coach came up with a new term for today's so-called helicopter parents, he now refers to them as lawnmower parents. Lawnmower parents, uh, moms and dads who just mow down everything and everybody who get in their way when it comes to their own kids in sports. And, um, yeah, that's an interesting term. Maybe after what we saw with the, the Briarcliff High School playoff game and the, and the, the flyover, maybe the other term should be flyover parents because clearly this continues to just spiral out of control deeper and deeper, and it just doesn't make any sense. As I mentioned before, it's like today's parents, I know we all love and we feel our kids are the center of our universe, but at some point you've got to put the brakes on your emotions and your reactions because in the end – in the end, you have to think about how this is going to affect your own son or daughter when they become, in effect, you know, aware of the mom and dad lashing out at coaches or ads or pay, playing for paying for planes flying overhead to fire the coaches. Is this really fair to your kids when it comes to their activity in youth sports and in high school sports and beyond? And that that's the ultimate question. Give that some thought before you do something that's really kind of a rash. Is this going to be fair? How is this going to play out with your son and daughter? Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Anthony Gallo. Please stick around for Ed Randall. He is up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.